0: Hey there, it's Mark from Third Shot Sports, and here is an on-location edition of Pickleball Problems. All right, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mark Reddison from Third Shot Sports, Pickleball Coaching International, and ThePickleballLab.com. Welcome to the show, and this show is a little bit unique. I'm on location in Moncton, New Brunswick. Just coming off a full day of coaching private lessons, pickball lessons. And uh, I want to do a quick episode of the podcast uh, for two reasons. One, it has been a little while since we've put out an episode of the show. Uh, I'm sorry about that. We've been busy with a few of our other projects. But I do promise we're going to be a little more on the reg coming up. Uh, but the second is because I saw a really interesting thread on Facebook recently on the Pickleball Forum on Facebook, many of you are members of that, there's over 20,000 members of the Pickleball Forum on Facebook, and uh, this question came from uh, someone who asked a pretty simple question, when I'm returning serve, where should I hit my return? Now, that seems like a very simple question, but it's uh, struck me the quantity of answers that people gave and the kinds of answers people gave, and it made me want to talk about it on the show. So if you want a little bit of myth-busting about where you should hit that return of serve, stay tuned. Um, so last time I talked to you, it was when you had a baby, baby brother. He was brand new, or he might not have even been born yet. And you told me about some of the things that you were going to have to teach him. I'm wondering now, what kinds of things have you been teaching baby Owen to do? Um... He been um reading his books after when I was after gymnastics. my daughter came over and she she helped me with him. Your daughter? Yeah. You don't have a daughter? Yes, I do. Wait, you had a baby come out of you? Yeah. What's your baby's name? Um, Sophia. If you're as confused about teaching people to play pickleball as I am about my five-year-old's daughter, Sophia, consider becoming a member of Pickleball Coaching International. With videos, articles, case studies, and liability insurance, PCI is the world's best online resource for pickleball instructors, or those who want to get started. Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. All right, thanks. We're back to the show. And today we're talking about where you should hit your return of serve. Now, what I want to do is start by talking about what the most common answer is. I hear this all the time as I'm traveling around doing pickleball clinics. You ask people where should they return serve, and they say, Mark, that is such a dumb question. Obviously, you should return deep. And deep is a pretty good answer. What people tend to have more problems with is when you ask them why they should return deep. And they typically give you two reasons. Reason number one, if you return deep, it gives you time to get to the net. Reason number two, if you return deep, it keeps your opponents back. Well, I'm here today to explode those myths. Neither of those are actually true. Or to be more nuanced about it, neither of those are necessarily true. Here, let me explain. First, the one about giving you time to get to the net. Well. If I return serve, let's say I'm a great returner and I can hit that return of serve and I can land it on the baseline every single time, 99 times out of hundred, I can land that return perfectly on the baseline. Great. But the way that I get that return there is that I hit it really hard. I hit it hard and I hit it low and it lands super deep. It's perfect. Now that ball that I'm hitting from my baseline or somewhere around it, that's landing on my opponent's baseline and that's getting there really fast. That does not give me very much time to get to the net, does it? How much time I have to get to the net is not about how deep I hit my return of serve. It has everything to do with how high I hit my return of serve, the speed I hit the return of serve. Look, I could have hit that ball 30 feet in the air and it lands in the kitchen, and I would have to get to get the time to get to the net, wouldn't I? So that proves the point that it's not the depth of the return that determines how much time you have to get to the net. It is the height of the return that determines how much time you get to the net and the speed of the return. A deep return doesn't necessarily give you time to get to the net. A ball that's of a certain height and speed that will dictate how much time you have. So, there goes answer number 1. You return deep because it gives you time to get to the net. Not necessarily true. Not if you hit it hard. Okay. So, what is the second argument that people make for why you should return deep? Well, it's that you should return deep because that way it'll keep your opponents back. Now, this is also not necessarily true. Not too long ago, I was at the US Nationals and we took some stats. And one of the things we saw is that the pros eight it was 8.1, but about eight times out of 10, they were able to hit returns that made their opponents, the servers, hit their third shot from on or behind the baseline. That's a pretty deep return. And if it was true that the deep return of serve keeps your opponents back, then what we should see when we all watch the pros on YouTube is that 81% of the time, at least, one team is banging away, hitting from the baseline, and the other team is controlling the net. But that's not what you see, is it? Because when you watch the pros, what you see is all four players up at the net. Because even though that return of serve is deep, 81% of the time, what do they do? Well, they hit some sort of shot, and they come forward, usually a drop. And then they come running up to the net, and all of a sudden they're at the net. So a deep return of serve does not necessarily keep your opponents back. Because they can hit a shot, and they have free will, and they can come running up. So a deep return of serve doesn't necessarily keep them back, and it doesn't give you time to the net, get to the net. So why does a deep return of serve matter? We're going to talk about that in a second. In the beginning, we gave you unlimited power and ask just one thing in return. Just one thing. Just keep it in. What were we thinking? Mistakes were made. Lives were lost. But this time, just relax. We've got you covered. Selkirk. Power. Control. No compromise. All right, welcome back to the show. So today we're talking about the return of serve and where you should hit it. I just explained that a deep return of serve doesn't do the things that we normally think it does, necessarily. Doesn't necessarily give us time to get to the net, because that's all about height, and doesn't necessarily keep our opponents back, because they have free will and can hit a third shot drop and come running forward. So why does the deep return of serve matter? Well, really, it's all about the third shot. If I return serve deep and my opponents are well behind the baseline, then even if they drive that ball at me, even if they hit it hard, they're hitting from so far away that I've got a pretty good chance of handling their drive well. On the other hand, if I return serve short and they're stepping inside the court, they're inside the baseline, all of a sudden they're quite close to me and my partner. And when they hit that third shot drive, I'm now going to have relatively less time to handle it. So that's why the deep return of serve matters, not because it gives you time to get to the net, but because it gives you time to hit excuse me, but because it gives you time to handle whatever third shot they hit at you because they're hitting from farther away. That's the value of the deep return of serve. Okay, so now we've talked about that. Let's talk about another aspect of it. And what direction should you hit? When I hit my return of serve, let's assume I'm hitting deep. I could hit down the line, I could hit down the middle, I could hit cross court. Now, when I was looking at this Facebook post, I often saw people said, oh, you hit back cross court to the person who's back. Well, they're both back, presumably, assuming you're playing decent players, because they have served and they're both behind the baseline getting ready for that return, which has to bounce. Remember the two bounce rule. So they're both back behind the baseline, presumably. So I could hit cross court. It's true. I have a larger margin for error hitting on diagonal. I could hit down the line. I could hit down the middle. Now, what is the argument? And by the way, on Facebook and most of the clinics we do, people argue, they don't argue very well, but they make the claim that you should return down the center. And when you ask them, why is that? Why should you return down the center? They give one of two answers. One answer is you return down the center because your opponents might get confused. One person might think they're taking it. The other person thinks they're taking it. They both try to take it. They run into each other. Or they both think their partner is taking it and no one takes it. And that's possible. It is possible that they could get confused. But let's imagine you and your partner were playing, and you're playing in a match that you cared about winning, and your opponents hit that returner down the center of the court, and you and your partner got confused, and you looked foolish. You'd probably have a discussion, wouldn't you? You'd probably say to your partner, hey, we look foolish out here. Let's make a plan for the next time that that return gets hit down the center. And you'd make some sort of plan, whether it's forehand takes it, whether it's the first person who calls it takes it, whether it's whoever's on the diagonal takes it, whether it's the shorter person who takes it so the taller player can get to the net, whatever. You would make some sort of plan. And so the next time your opponents hit that return of serve right down the middle of the court where they're told that they always should, you have a solution for that potential problem because you talked about it. And so to me, it's not a very good strategy if it wins you one point only. By the way, good teams don't wait till they lose a point before they have that discussion. Right? They walk on the court knowing exactly what they're going to do when the return of serve gets hit down the center of the court. Now the other argument that people make for returning down the middle is that it gives you a great margin for error. And that's true. You could aim for the center of the court and you could miss by 10 feet to the left or 10 feet to the right and the ball is still in play. I cannot argue with the math of that. That's how the geometry works. But unless you are a beginning player, let's even say a novice player, someone who doesn't have a whole lot of experience, especially not with uh, racket or paddle sports coming back. If you're like most people that I work with, intermediate or intermediate plus players, hopefully you don't need a 20 foot margin for error when you're hitting your return of serve. Hopefully you can be a little bit more precise than that. So when we come back in a second, I'm gonna talk about where you should actually hit your return of serve and why that matters. This episode is supported by 20 drills and 10 games to play better pickleball. If you're tired of playing at the same level and are serious about improving your skills, this ebook is right up your alley. Full of fun and focused activities you can do with a partner or ball machine, 20 drills and 10 games to play better pickleball is easy to use and best of all, fun to use. Get it today at thirdshotsports.com and use the promo code PROBLEMS to save 33%. Alright, welcome back to Pickleball Problems. So today we're talking about the return of serve, and we're busting, hopefully, some of the myths. We've already established that a deep return of serve is important not because it gives you time to get to the net or because it keeps your opponents back, but because it makes them hit their third shot from further behind the baseline, and if that is a fast shot, you're going to have more time to handle it, which is really nice when you're up at the net to have time. Now the thing we're talking about now is what direction you should hit that return of serve, and I made the argument that You shouldn't return down the center of the court, necessarily, because you don't need a 20-foot margin for error, where you can miss 10 feet left and 10 feet right. And the other argument, which is that uh, players might get confused, well, that doesn't really happen too often with good players, even intermediate players, because they make a plan for handling middle balls. So hopefully we sort of cast some doubt on those two main arguments for returning down the middle. What is the disadvantage of returning down the middle? Let's say that you, one day, you're lucky enough to play with your favorite pro. And whether that's Tyson McGuffin or Cal Gates or Simone Jardim or Lucy Kovalova or Scott Moore. Pick your favorite, whoever you like watching play pickleball. And one day, you get to play with them, and guess what? You make it to the gold medal match. And here you are playing for $9,500 in the gold medal match. You and your favorite pro. And your favorite pro happens to be playing uh, where their backhand is in the middle. Let's say they're right-handed, they're on the right side of the court. And you happen to be a right-handed player, you're on the left side of the court. Your forehand's in the middle. And your team serves and the return gets hit right down the center of the court. Now, unless you're a pro who's listening to this podcast, when I ask you the question, who should hit that third shot that gets returned right down the middle? I hope you're not saying, oh, I should. I've got my forehand, why not? Well, I'm sure you've got a very good forehand, but I'm willing to bet that your forehand is not as good as Tyson or Lucy or Kyle or Simone's backhand. And presuming that you're playing a competitive match that you care about winning, nine and a half thousand dollars, you probably want to let the pro take every ball in the middle, even if it's their backhand, right? right? And so, what happens is when players return serve down the center of the court, they're giving away all their power. You and your favorite pro, you're playing a match together, and your opponents return 100 balls right down the center of the court. And how many of those are you going to hit? Zero. Because the pro is going to take all 100 of them. Because the pro's better, and they have a better chance of playing a high quality shot. And if they're playing the high quality shots, then you've got a better chance of winning the $9,500. When you return serve down the center of the court, you are inviting the other team to choose who hits that third shot. And I don't know any sport where it's a good idea to give the other team's best player the ball. But that's exactly what you're doing when you return serve down the center of the court. You're giving the best player the ball. And I think that's a mistake. Most of you know this is a mistake because think about when you play competitive matches. Don't you pick on someone? Don't you and your partner talk about who you should isolate? Which player you should target? Who you should avoid? Of course you do. But why don't we do this on the return of serve? We talk about down the middle solves the riddle, or down the middle middle is where the money's at, or something like that, right? When you hit down the middle, you are being counterproductive to that strategy of, hey, let's target one player or another. You're giving away your power. So what should you do instead? Well, I recommend, unless you're a beginning player, a novice player, someone who has limited control of where they hit, I recommend that you avoid the middle with your return of serve. That in the same way that you target one player or another when you're playing a third shot or when you're playing your dinks or your volleys, that you target one player or another when you're hitting your return of serve. And that could be something as easy as, hey, he is not as good as she is. Let's hit to him. Or it could be something like, hey, she's missed her last three shots in a row and she's looking frazzled. Let's hit to her. Or hey, he's the taller player. Let's hit to him so he can't get to the net quite so quickly. You can choose what your rationale is for hitting to one player or another. My point is that you should have a rationale. And when we fall into this trap of saying, oh yeah, just return down the middle because they might get confused or return down the middle because we have a large margin for error, I think we're doing ourselves a disservice, we're avoiding the opportunity to target a player the way you would in the rest of a match. All right. Thanks for listening. I'd love to know what you think about this. Please send me an email mark at thirdshotsports.com. We have some brand new projects happening. The Pickleball Lab. It's a brand new project from Third Shot Sports. It is essentially a pickleball party in your inbox. Check out thepickleballlab.com. The Pickleball Lab. Lab because it's experimental. Got it? thepickleballlab.com. You can do a 15-day free trial, take it for a test drive, see what you think. Of course, there's Pickleball Coaching International. If you're a pickleball instructor and you want to be better at doing what you do, check out pickleballcoachinginternational.com. And don't forget, we've got a super awesome uh, newsletter. sports.com slash newsletter. Every week, you get some great stuff from us. All right, thanks for listening. See you next time.